0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of Don't Fall Asleep. I am Savalicious, aka Sav. Oh god, Jesus Christ, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, today we are doing the shining. Next week, Doctor Sleep, and eventually we might do the Twilight series, even though it's not horror. It's just funny and I wanna do it. I agree. So we're gonna we're gonna probably do that, anyways. Let's get right into it. No news, no nothing since it's the first episode. Um, yeah, let's get right into it. All right. So we start off with Jack Torrance walking into the Overlook to... Uh, speech! Do I know English?
1: The answer <laughs> is
0: no. I don't know English. Well, that's okay. It's fine. We'll just keep going. Um, He goes to have his interview with Mr. Almond, and he's sucking ass, but that comes later. First, we flash back to Danny and Wendy, and they're talking about living in the hotel. Um, we get introduced to Tony, who doesn't want to go to the hotel. Mm-hmm. He's the little finger, or the boy that lives in Danny's mouth. Jack is a writer, and he used to be a teacher. But in the book, he hurt a kid by pulling him away from his tires, because the kid was like slashing his tires. Um, so he like broke his arm oh. <laughs> and got fired. So that's how that happened. Back in the office jack tells mr altman that wendy is a horror nut and she will be absolutely fine with all the weird going ons in the the hotel hotel. yeah but she's not (laughs) back at the house danny's in the bathroom talking to tony he's like tony why don't you want to go and he's like because i just don't want to and he's like tell me and then he shows him the visions of the twins and the bloody elevator doors Mm -hmm. and he pass he passes out next the doctor comes in to check on Danny because he faded and the doctor's like he's a little boy they do that (laughs) like um he's like oh it's fine nothing to worry about it happens all the time and then as wendy's smoking a cigarette with the doctor she tells him about the little accident they had the time where Jack pulled dating up from the papers and dislocated his shoulder. While he was drunk. While he was drunk, yeah. Since then, he's been sober for five months. So, some good came out of it, at least. Mm-hmm. So, driving to the hotel, they talk about the Donner Party and how they ate each other to stay alive, which is <laughs> kind, kind of, a, of weird. Yeah, it's like a weird, like, traveling story, like... Considering, like, how casual he was
1: talking about oh, it. Oh, and he
0: was so excited. He yeah. was like, and they ate each other with a huge smile on his face. That's, like, red flag number one. And, like, even Danny piped in, which is so weird. He yeah, he's like, he was like yeah. I know all about cannali- cannibalism. <laughs> he saw it on the TV. And then Jack's like, see, it's okay. He saw it on the television. And it's, like, a weird, like, kind of jab at Wendy. Like, you're letting your son do this? Yeah. And it's like, ugh. Gross. <laughs> yep. Then they take a tour in the hotel, and Danny sees the twins as he's playing darts, and that's the first encounter of ghosts in the hotel. And then no, and no one has left yet at this point. Like, there's still a bunch of people around. Yeah. Which also brings up my later point that I'm going to mention about Mr. Halloran and his shine, because, like, yeah. he's absolutely fine. And then they say the hotel was built on an Indian burial, burial ground, and they had to fight off Indiansville building. Yikes. <laughs> Major yikes. And then along with that, they have these beautiful Indian, like, made windows with, like, you know, they're just very beautiful. Yeah. And they're like, like, look at this amazing artwork and this ama- these amazing windows that we got from the Indians. It's like, <laughs> you probably stole those, too. Yep. Gross. going mean, to be disrespectful. Honestly. Talk about appropriation. And then they meet Mr. Homeron. And Mr. Halloran calls Danny Doc. And Wendy's like, how do you know we call him Doc? And then he's like, oh, I must have heard you say it. Which is really funny, because after that, Wendy nonstop calls Danny Doc. (laughs) Just to make it a point that she doesn't need to call him that. Yeah. It's kind of (gasps) funny. Next in the fruit cellar, um, Halloran psychically talks to Danny while also talking to Wendy which I'm like how can you do that how can you have two separate conversations going on guess he's a really good multitasker <laughs> <laughs> apparently like I can't I can't fucking he's do most special. things he is special mm mm-hmm, that's true then Halloran tells Danny about the shine and Tony says he's not supposed to tell people which I think cuz come to find out in Dr. Sleep there are beings and things like the hotel that are trying to eat his shine so i think it's tony trying to protect him because i think tony is a future version of himself yeah which is kind of hinted at in the first book i haven't read the second book but that's what i think is going on
1: so yeah because he has the younger version of himself when like in the second movie not to be a spoiler or anything but does he pretty much Hmm. like he thinks back to when he was a kid
0: Hmm.
1: that's true there's flashbacks
0: Mm mm-hmm um, Anyways, so this brings me to my point. Like, how has Mr. Halloran survived? Like, he has the shine. What I'm guessing is he didn't teach Janie how to, like, capture them and to basically block them out. So I'm guessing he did that. And yeah. since he's more experienced. Or maybe he has less shine coming off him because he's an adult and they kind of wear off.
1: Or, like, what I was thinking, he just didn't show his shine. He just mm-hmm. kind of pretended to be normal.
0: Yeah, and didn't use it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Good point. So that that was my only thing. It was like, how was hollering? Just fine, but yeah. And then wa- Wendy's bringing... Wendy. <laughs> and then Wendy's bringing up breakfast, and Danny is riding on his big wheel trike. Iconic scene. And Jack looks in the mirror, and he's sticking his tongue out, being all weird. And he's like, it was as though as I've been here before. Like, all oh, fucking creepy. Which is also, like, mm, a reference or foreshadowing the end when he's seen in that picture which i have a theory for anyways (laughs) then wendy and danny went outside they say that weird thing about keeping america clean like the loser has to keep america clean which i think is weird (laughs) and then the news says like a couple's gone missing like in the woods or something like some hikers um and they might have to call up the search because there's a huge snowstorm and that's the last we hear about the couple i think that's just added in to talk about the severity of the snowstorm yeah that's what i think but it's just kind of weird that they use that as an example yeah maybe it's because it's a horror movie
1: maybe it was like a foreshadowing Mm -hmm. for like the the spirits because maybe those two people had shine Mm. you know
0: maybe they went missing because (gasps) that's a fun theory yeah that's cool. There's, we got nothing to back it up, but there's nothing against it either. Yeah. So, that's like why fun. There
1: had to have been a reason why they put that in there. For sure. That could be why.
0: Good point. Good point. I like that. It's a little bit hidden. You know? <laughs> Danny Wright's on the hall again, and he stops at 237, and the door is locked. So, it's that's... just making sure that we know it's locked. So, yeah. if anything happens, ghosts. Just a little bit of foreshadowing there. Yes. Uh, Jack is typing on his typewriter, and when Wendy interrupts him, he gets really pissy. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? You finish up here, and then maybe later you let me read something. I'll bring back some sandwiches." It's like a fucking queen, for real. Like a night, like I love wifey Winnie. material, right Honestly. There. And then, <laughs> and Jack's all like, "When you hear me typing, don't come in." And he's like. Yelling at her. And then he's like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, dude, relax. Calm Like, damn. Down. Like, honestly, he's crazy even before this house kind of took him over, the yeah. hotel. So, like, I don't really think the hotel did much. No. <laughs> it <laughs> it was just really made just... him
1: literally insane. Mm-hmm. Like, it went from him just being a, an asshole mm-hmm. to... A psychopath. A,
0: yeah, literal psychopathic asshole. Mm-hmm. And then Danny and Wendy are outside again, and then now Jack is just staring out the window, all like blank face, like not even blank face, but this weird, like I don't even know how to describe like, it. Like a grimace almost. Yeah, with his mouth agape like a fish, and he's just like, <laughs> it's so weird. And then Wendy goes to the radio and talks to the men on it, and she's like, Over And she's just so cute. I love that scene. I think she's just so adorable in it. Anyway, that's just me. And she asks uh, about the phone lines. And they're like, yeah, the phone lines are probably going to be down all winter. Which is, again, foreshadowing. 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 Foreshadowing what's about to come. Um. then Danny's on his bike again, and he sees the twins. And this time they speak to him. Come play with us, Danny. And... And then and then it flashes them being murdered with an axe. Yeah. Also in the book, they aren't twins. One is like two years older than the other. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. But they dress the same. Yeah, and I think even in the movie, they're not twins. They're just dressed the same. Yeah.
1: That's so weird.
0: I know. Uh, Danny and Wendy are watching TV. And how do they have signal? I don't know how things work in the 80s. I still think it's a
1: generator. Mm hmm. Um, Keeping the lights on and stuff. Although, it could be the spirits, Spirits. too. Because, like, once again, not trying to spoil it for anybody. But, I mean, we are doing reviews anyway. So, if you haven't watched it, it, yeah, what are you doing here? But, like, in uh, Dr. Sleep, like,. He goes in there and wakes up the spirits, true. which turns the power on. That is so true. So, I wonder if it's not even a generator, it's the spirits keeping <gasps> everything on. That makes sense, though. Yeah. That makes sense. Because he had to wake up the hotel. That's so fucking creepy. <laughs>
0: That's a good point. You're coming with good points everywhere. I love it. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny wants to go get his fire truck. And when he's like, no... It's too loud. Your dad is sleeping, and I'm sure at this point she's like afraid of what she, he would do to Danny. Yeah, and he's like, please, and she's like, fine. So he goes upstairs. He's real quiet, tiptoeing, and then he goes in the room and he sees Jack just sitting on the bed, just silent again, off into space, wherever. And Jack's like. Come here, Danny. And he puts him on his lap and he hugs him. You would think it'd be sweet. Like, yeah. aw, giving him love and affection. No. Somehow it's fucking creepy as hell. Somehow like, he makes Jack it is
1: creepy. Yeah, he
0: makes it so uncomfortable. And Jack's like, I wish we could stay here forever and ever and ever. And Danny's like, would you ever hurt me or mommy? And he's like, never. Did your mom say that? I would never do anything to hurt you. And again, him, like, he thinks his mom danny's mom is pinning him against danny yeah and it's a constant theme in this like oh that bitch like she hates me for dislocating his arm it's just you know that's like a huge trigger in this movie yeah of his craziness and what kind of catapults it like a snowball it all kind of leads back to that one thing
1: he just wants to be a quote-unquote good dad in his eyes
0: yeah and wendy won't let him in, In his was, eyes. Yeah, that was sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Danny is playing with toys. And you know how the carpet is like a perfect octagon? And there's like this one path thing, I would say, to the hexagon. It's not even a hexagon. Like the, the red carpet, yeah. basically. The ball rolls perfectly down the lines. I say this every time I explain the scene because it's just, it's beautiful. So <laughs> it, <laughs> it rolls down. It's so perfect. And then, but no one's there. And Danny looks, and the door to 2.37 is open, which is spooky. And Wendy is in the boiler room for whatever reason. I don't know why she's down there. She has no reason to be. Who knows? Anyway, and she hears Jack yelling. (laughs) He's having a nightmare that he killed Wendy and Danny. And he's like, I cut you up into little pieces. And he's like crying and whining. But like when he was like having the nightmare, he was going, oh, oh. <laughs> and it just doesn't sound believable to me. So Like I swear to God, he's faking. He literally sounds like the Cowardly Lion. Like, oh. <laughs> He does. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> so that's all I have to say about that. And then Danny comes downstairs with a gash on his neck. and I love this part, and Wendy's like, Danny, go away, your dad's just sick, and he just keeps walking all silent, and then Wendy's like, Danny, and and she runs up to him and sees the mark, and she turns to Jack, and she's like, you did this, you hurt Danny, and he's like, you can't see my face, but it's like a gape, big eyes, head shaking very fast, like back and forth, and he's like, no no i didn't and he's just not saying anything he's not not even defending himself And he's just like i didn't um then they run upstairs away from their dad and then jack walks down the hall throwing his arms all angry and he's like i'd give my goddamn life for a drink and the hotel's like okay you know and then lloyd pops up and i love this scene i love the acting i love the attitude i love everything about it um, Jack sits down he's like Awful, awfully slow tonight isn't it Lloyd and in the book um, I think he's pretending in this scene in the book at least it seems to be that he knows it's not real and he's just pretending because it says like he raises an imaginary glass and you know whatever yeah. So, but in the movie I think this is real to him well but isn't it a
1: spirit yeah
0: so he's seeing it Mm-hmm. he thinks it's real, yeah, but in the book he knows it's fake at it's the first illusion no, 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 he's pretending, oh in in the book, he's pretending to have a drink and talk to the bartender That's not there, he knows, oh. but in the movie, he's like having a... see, I never read the book. that's my problem. I did, and I understand why seeming King does not like this movie. I get it, but I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> Starry Steve. Starry Steve? Whoa, Steven. Anyway, he chugs the berman that Lloyd gives him, and he gives him this Pennywise eyes. He, like, looks down with a smile and is, like, popping out. There is a theory that um, Jack Torrance is Pennywise, which I don't really agree with, but I it's-, mean,
1: it's a good theory. But it's not necessarily accurate.
0: Mm-mm. Not after the books and the movies. But it's but... kind
1: of like cool to think about.
0: Mhm, for sure. And when he sets the empty glass down, this bar like protrudes light, and it makes the glass look invisible, which would have been so cool if they meant to do that, because you you could see the liquor pouring in and then filling up the glass, and it just looks like an imaginary glass, which can go for the fact that he's like imagining this like it could have added that fact if it were intentional and played right but I just thought that was cool either way (laughs) and he's like got into trouble with the old sperm bank and Lloyd's all like woman can't live with them can't live without them and to that I say men can't live with them can live without them and I I that's it period. Yeah. I stopped there. That's my statement. <laughs> and then Wendy runs around with a baseball bat to tell Jack there's a crazy woman in one of the bedrooms. And he's like, are you out of your goddamn mind? And she's like, no, Danny told me. And I just love that Danny told her something and she believed it. Yeah. Like no mom does that. And every other stupid horror movie, it's all like, you're <laughs> imagining things. That's not real. But she stands by her kid, and yeah. I love that. We need more moms like that.
1: She's the only one. Like, even in the, the whole, like, series, like, with Dr. Sleep, she's the only one who listens.
0: Mm-hmm. Even Admiral. Like, her family, like, acknowledges it, but they just pretend it's not real.
1: Yeah. They like
0: kind of like low key
1: on the inside, think she's crazy, <laughs> yeah. but they just don't tell her that. And they to don't her face. talk about it. Yeah. yeah,
0: sad. And then we see Halloran in Florida. He's in a hotel room with hot, topless, naked woman. Um, as the only decor in the room, just like little poster, not even posters, but like pictures. And it's, they're nice. They're a good thing to look at. I I enjoyed that. I would love a room like that personally. <laughs> Um, and then he starts to receive a message from Danny, because Danny is shining to him, being like, hey, help us, please. And then so, eventually, Halloran tries to call, um, Danny, or the hotel. And the phone lights down, of course. Being we had already learned that, foreshadowing, got all that. So they don't answer. So he goes on a plane and he goes to them, which, we'll, we'll get there. And then Jack goes to check 237. And there's a peacock floor pattern and purple couches and it's so amazing and the bathroom looks like wizard of oz it's all green and it's very pretty and there's a hot young woman in the bathtub and jack gets all excited he like again the pennywise face with like head down eyes huge Mm -hmm. big ass smile and then they start to eat faces intensely and then jack opens his eyes after eating her entire face and he looks in the mirror, and he's this old, moist, saggy, decaying body, and he freaks out. And this woman, you know, laughs at his face as he's, like, backing out of the hotel, freaking out or the room. And then he goes to it and he's like, yeah, no one's in there. <laughs> After he definitely did not make out with the corpse, like, five seconds ago. Yep. And I love that. <laughs> I, like, why didn't he just tell her the truth? Like, oh, yeah, there was someone. Because then now the blame's back on him. Yep. Like I Dumb move Dumb move Jack Come on Um And then Danny's in his room Having visions of red rum And when he's like We gotta get Danny out of here Like it's making him sick And Jack's like This is so Typical of you To create a problem for me You fucked up my life enough I'm not letting you Fuck this up And I'm like What did she fuck up exactly? It seems like You've done all the mistakes yourself She's just trying to do What's best for a kid I know like, what have you done, Jack? Gotten fired, abusive. You know, I don't see how you've done much for this family at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, even in the 80s, Wendy was the breadwinner. What Literally. a queen. What a queen. Didn't even have a job. <laughs> she's, still, she's still making the money in the house. I love that for her. Um, then Jack goes back into the ballroom. This time, there's a bunch of people in there. It's a party. And he goes to the bar and he gets a drink. Well, the drink is free. And he's like, I don't accept a free drink. Like, like somehow this free drink's a problem to him and, like, not everything else that's going on. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. I draw the line with this free drink. I want to know who's okay. buying my drinks, you know? And then he gets up and then... The old caretaker, we find out eventually, spills this, like, goo on him. It's, like, a drink, but it doesn't look like drinkable fluids. And it spills all over him, and he's like, oh, it's fine. No problem. So he gets a bunch of gunk spilled on him, and he's completely fine. But, like, when it comes to Wendy, he, like, snaps. Yeah. (laughs) And then they go into the bathroom to clean up, and he's like, I know you. You're the caretaker. And he's like, oh, no, sir. You're the caretaker. You've always been the caretaker. Which is like... Huh. It doesn't make sense in the series at all. So my theory is is that his life is on repeat from when... Because this movie starts in the hotel when he's yeah. having the interview. So my theory is is that he's living this on repeat because his soul is stuck in the hotel. And the hotel is using him as a conduit to get to people with the shine. So, I think that he's just reliving his life, and this is just what we're seeing. Yeah. Over and over and over again, is what he's living. Him try- getting this job, losing his mind, attacking his family, and dying. Yep. And all he just afraid. gets to relive it. All yep. the time. He's in purgatory, which makes sense. Yeah. Because his soul's trapped. Um, and then, Grady, the other caretaker who murdered his children, the twins, quote-unquote. Yep. Um... And then he calls the cook the N-word a couple times, which is like, ooh. Even in the book, there's a lot of usage of the N-word. And I don't know how I feel about that, given the fact that it was a white writer. But I also think for the time, it's just like, you know, like that's what they used to say in reference to these people. And I think it's good to bring awareness to it. But I don't know if it was necessary. I don't know. Not
1: really. Yeah. I don't know. It's... It's just really controversial.
0: It's very... There's a line. And I don't know what's... I can't say if it's okay or not. I have no idea. But I just thought I'd mention that. Could be an interesting discussion. And Wendy's talking about leaving again. And uh, Danny's in this state of, like, having these visions of red rum. And Wendy can't wake him up. So he's just in this coma-like state for about... A day, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And while Jack is losing his mind, he hears the radio, he breaks it. And during all this is happening, Holoran flies back to the Overlook. What a man. For real. Like, he left Florida to go back to Colorado for these random people. To make sure that they're okay. I know. What a, what a man. I stand him. Then we see Jack on his keyboard, keyboard, typewriter again, typing away, and Wendy and Danny are watching TV again, and Wendy leaves to go check on Jack to see what he is doing. And she sees all his writing, like probably 300 plus pages, and it's all, all work, no play makes Jack a very dull boy, all of it. And she starts to freak out, she's like, oh my god. And then Jack comes up behind her and he's like, how do you like it? And Danny can hear them psychically from upstairs. And she's like, I think Danny needs to leave. Because Jack is like, what do you want to do with her son? Like, what do you want to do with Danny? And she's like, we need to get him out of here. And then Wendy backs away, holding the bat, swinging in the air. And this is when the iconic scene comes in where Jack's like, Wendy, darling, light of my life. I'm not going to hurt I'm just gonna bash your brains in. And as she gets to the top of the stairs, she hits him on the head and he like rolls down the stairs and falls. And she, he passes out, so she drags him all the way to the cellar and locks him in there. And grabs a knife and then runs back upstairs while he's stuck in the cellar. And Jack then reveals during all this that he broke the snow cat. And the radio, which makes Halloran's only purpose in this movie, to provide them with a getaway vehicle. And in the book, actually, spoiler, Halloran lives. And it's very sweet, and he visits Danny and um, Wendy a lot. They move to Florida. It's all cute and sweet and nice. But he dies in this movie, (laughs) which is sad. And then Danny walks to his sleeping mother that night with this thick-ass knife saying, Red rum, red rum. <laughs> and he starts to walk to the door with lipstick and writes murder in it. And, of course, in the mirror backwards it says red rum or vice versa, whatever. And then the ghosts of the hotel or the hotel itself is talking to Jack and said, I thought we had a deal like wendy is a lot stronger than you made her out to be i don't think you're capable like they need to be corrected and jack's like give me one more chance i'll take care of it and then they're like okay and they let him out and then jack starts to take the hatchet and he starts to go up to the bedroom and then danny and wendy block themselves in the bathroom and she opens the window to the bathroom and lets danny escape but she cannot get out the window herself, and so she's stuck in the bathroom. Also, fun fact, in the book, uh, the hatchet was actually a croquet mallet. And I think that I think was a good choice to change into a hatchet, because that's a lot scarier than a croquet mallet. I mean, it's scary, but, like,
1: when you think of murder, would you rather see a hatchet, or would you rather
0: see a croquet (laughs) mallet? (coughs) I'm gonna go with hatchet. Uh, Yeah. Speaking Oh my god, I almost choked on my own spit. Speaking of cocaine, I think we should do Heather's as well. For sure. Um, as Jack starts to take the hatch to the um, bathroom door, he's like banging it on there, and he's reciting <clears throat> The Three Little Pigs. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, weird. It's <laughs> <She's> creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's like screaming as he hits the door, and he sticks his little head in, and he says, Another iconic line. Here's Johnny, which is a reference to a late-night talk show, actually, which I found out a few years ago, which is why it makes kind of no sense now. And just kind of, either way, it contributes to his character being very fucking crazy and out of his mind, which, good either way. Um, Then, thankfully for Wendy, uh, Jack hears another snowcat coming up the mountain, and it's hollering. So, he's walking through the halls yelling, like, hello, hello, and then Jack comes up behind him with a hatchet and chops him up, which is really sad, and then Danny sees this with his shine, and he screams, and Dan finds him, because he runs out of the place deciding, because he's hurt him. So, at this point, Jack is chasing Danny, and then they run outside, and... He's going through the maze, and which, this is so smart. I wouldn't even think about this now. Like, if I was running through the snow, I would be too stupid to think of this. But Danny, he slowly goes backwards um, in his steps, Um, so he cannot be tracked by Jack. And he hides in this bush, so when Jack comes, he's like, where the fuck did he go? And then he's like Danny, you know, runs all over the place, and he can't find him thankfully. And then Danny runs out of the maze, outsmarting his dad. And then when he runs upstairs, trying to find anyone, and then he sees this guy in a dog costume, with his butt flap down, giving some dude a blowjob, and she just like walks away. And it's funny in the book, or no, it's not funny. But in the book, that dog is like a fucking pedo. Like a full-on pedo. He's like, Daddy, come over here so I can bite off your pump your plump little penis. Yeah, no, it's fucked. I could go get the book, but I'm lazy. I haven't marked. Because yeah. I'm like that part is fucked. But yeah, the dog is like yelling pedophilic things at this poor child. Um, but not in the movie, of course. And then Wendy runs downstairs and sees hollering down the floor and she freaks out. And then she runs into the goal room and it's all skeletons and cobwebs and then she runs. Yep. This is just a whole thing of Wendy seeing the scary things going on in the hotel. She sees yeah. the twins, she sees the bloody elevator. And then and then they see they find each other outside and then they take the snow cat. And they go down the mountain and they're saved. And at the very end of the movie, we see um, uh, we see Jack in a photo from 1921 in which we can only assume that that picture is all the souls that the hotel has collected. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Uh, We got a Rotten Tomatoes score of 84%. Runtime is 2 hours and 23 minutes. And IMDb rating is 8.4 out of 10. I thought I had some fun facts, but maybe I don't. Yeah, that's that movie. Any final thoughts? It's a good one. It's one of my favorites, for sure.
1: Um, I mean, I don't think it's too scary, so Mm. if you don't like horror films this would be a good one because it's it's not it's more just gory not even it's psychological psychological.
0: yeah it's a very much a psychological thriller
1: there's not very many like jump scares Mm -mm. or anything so it's not that scary
0: i rate it a four out of five
1: i'd rate it like a 3.5 to four out of
0: five yeah about the same yeah so that's all for the shining Thanks for listening. And remember to know. Why the fuck did I do that? I'm sorry. You pulled a me. I I pulled a you. I pulled up Holly. Now remember.
1: (laughs) Don't don't fall fall asleep. asleep.